Alex, thank you so much for joining me today for this, uh, for this call. I'm super excited to chat. So um, just a little bit of background for everyone watching. Me and Alex uh, connected a couple of weeks ago and we had a super great conversation around uh, sales, marketing, leadership, and I thought it would definitely be worth uh, getting Alex on the call today. So um, Alex is, a, is an international speaker. He's an executive coach, a consultant, a best-selling author. He's doing a lot, a lot of great work for his, um, for, for his clients, for his people, for his organization, and even on a countrywide scale. So thank you so much for joining us today, Alex, and I'm super excited to get into it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Cam. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. For sure, for sure. No worries, man. Well, let's get into it. So last time we spoke, Alex, we had a, a great conversation around sales, around marketing, around leadership. But... I guess where I really wanted to start with today is we all get in business for a purpose, mm -hmm. right? And, and that purpose can be, can be for ourselves. It can be for, for financial freedom. It can be for our families. It can be for our community. It can be for our country. Um, it can really be um, any reason. But most people get into business. They have this purpose. They have this thing they want to achieve um, and they want to get there. So, Alex, when you're, you're teaching your clients, you're teaching your people and, and you're running your, your workshops, your seminars and whatnot, how do you kind of teach others to ensure that they remain on that purpose as they begin their business, as they build their business, and as they grow that? It's a very good question. And I wish people were asking themselves this question before they go into business. I remember my first day in business school, I can never forget because I have never uh, been made to feel so, um, there, there was just a, anyway, I'll, t I'll tell you the story and then you can, you can tell how you feel about it. You know, the, the professor came, he was, we were all excited, you know, business class, let's go. And it goes, you know, before we begin this session, this, uh, you know, session, the semester, I have a question for you all. Why do people go in business, right? And, and, I, and until then, I never even thought about it, right? Why do people go into business? I go say, ah, to make money. You know, some say fulfillment, satisfaction, oh, because they have an idea, they have a dream, they have this. I was actually shocked at how many answers I got. Like, I'm like, wow. And then the professor said something I, I, I thought was uh, quite interesting. He says, every other person that said anything other than money, you're wrong. And that challenged me because I didn't quite agree with that, actually. Mm -hmm. Making money is good, but I wanted to get, then I was planning to go into business, but it wasn't like, I, I wasn't thinking, okay, I'm going to be a billionaire. I'm going to be like, I, I had a dream and I wanted to fulfill this dream. Mm -hmm. So to me, wanting to go in business is to get a level of fulfillment so that when you pass on, you leave a legacy. Mm -hmm. Right. So now people say, ah, oh, that's so profound. Are you Mahatma Gandhi? No, you don't have to be Mahatma Gandhi. Like how many people do we know have made millions and billions of them? We see them all the time committing suicide. We mm -hmm. see them all the time committing suicide. So, you know, ask Bill Gates, ask Mark Zuckerberg, and they'll tell you, ask Oprah Winfrey. They have, I've read all their bios, I've watched all their videos on YouTube, and they all said they had a dream, they pursued it to get fulfillment. Some of them may not have used that word fulfillment, which is again another thing because people confuse satisfaction for fulfillment. Completely different, satisfaction is temporary, fulfillment is eternal. So the essence of business, the essence of the pursuit of any dream is fulfillment. 
Now, when we get in, oh, we need money, we need this, we need people. So many of us, many people actually get sidetracked into the professor's mindset. I call it the professor's mindset, which is to make money. And yeah. when you get sidetracked into to make money, then you lose it all completely. Your business may flourish. I just got off a call. I just got off a Zoom call with my clients in Jamaica, one of the biggest organizations in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. flourishing billions like i'm talking billions right and and and, and, and we're back to the fundamentals right and, and this woman has a very beautiful heart i told her she's a ceo and she says i think it, 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 she wants to get some level of fulfillment she wants people to be fulfilled but a lot of people driving the business are being driven by one thing and one thing only which is money and 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 that often leads to destruction. So uh, I know it was one question he asked, but I'm so passionate about this topic. People lose the, the focus on purpose because of money and, 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 and because of profit. I tell organizations when I go in, and depending on the group I'm speaking to, whether it's the board of directors, CEOs, the message is the same. I said, you know, a lot of you, you have pursued, you have pressured your people to the extent that they've lost their purpose uh, for the sake of profit. Don't confuse profit with purpose. Mm -hmm. If you do, you lose it all. No doubt. That's uh, it's an incredible point there. And I think when it comes down to it, you know, we all want to make extra money. Of course we do. It's, it's, Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's nice to have money, but w when we can actually focus on making a difference to, to our lives, to our family's lives, to our community's lives, to our clients' lives, then I think that mindset mm -hmm. switches from, you know, just, just chasing money and wanting more and more and more all the time to actually getting that kind of deep sense of fulfillment. So you can be, you know, you can finish the day and you can, you can kind of feel that you, you're satisfied because you've made a difference. And one thing we always hear, Alex, is, is, is closing deals, right? So, so mm -hmm. everyone's kind of chasing after the next deal, especially in, in the kind of sales world and in, in the right, right. Close this deal. I close that deal. I'm trying to close this deal. Close this and that. Um, um, we actually touched upon that last time we had a conversation, and then you said that you don't think anyone should be closing deals. You actually think they should be uh, should be opening. Oh, yeah. Opening so deals. absolutely. And and this concept came with you know one of the big banks here in Toronto called me every year. They have a sales convention. They bring all their sales rep from all over the country uh, to Toronto, and, and they wanted me to uh, be the keynote speaker and. You know, I flew down to Montreal. I'm in Toronto, flew down to Montreal, met with the executives. They wanted to uh, make sure that this was as powerful as they could get. And I realized that even the executives, the pressure was, Alex, they need to close sale. You know, give them a slam dunk. You're a motivational speaker. You know, let them close sale. Let them close sale. And on my way back, come, I'm telling you, Cameron, I was on my way back on the plane, and then it struck me. They went me to teach anything I don't believe in. That's really what they want me to do. And the problem they were talking about that our real estate agent, our mortgage brokers, they are not closing enough sale. That was the problem. The problem was the people have changed their mentality to closing sale. And I said, and I, and I was thinking on the plane, I said, okay, you know what? I, I, I think I need to adjust this. And when I presented it eventually, I mean, they, they were all stunned. I said, how many people here, you've sold, um, let's say you've sold 100 houses in your real estate career or whatnot, and how many of those people have come back to ask you to sell their house so they can buy another one? Like the percentage was low. I said, why? Because you keep closing sales. 
That's what you keep doing. You've closed a hundred sales, real estate deals, mm -hmm. but you lost a hundred customers. And, and, and people say, what are you talking about? Well, the example I gave them is, is the same example I'm going to give you. Um, all things being equal, I mean, we just moved into this, uh, this place. All things being equal, when somebody buys a house in four years, maybe 10 years, they want a bigger house or a nicer one or a smaller one, mm -hmm. right? So but if all you did, Cam, was to close the sale, now you close the sale, you took your profit, you run off. Well, when it's time for me to sell, I'm only just like, as I'm talking to you, there are like three, four, five real estate cards at the door. People saying, I sell house. If you want to sell your house, let me sell your house. Who am I going to call? Definitely not you. I haven't seen in 10 years. Mm -hmm. So I pick up a new guy and I call him and he to close the sale and move on. And I said, you don't do that. Like you, you, I filled my mortgage papers with you. So you obviously know my birthday, right? Mark it down. You know, October 3rd is Alex's birthday. Send me a credit card, you know, and build a relationship. And I have friends who are buying home all the time. Who will I direct them to? To you. And, and, and I run this particular question with an example. I don't know if I told you this example. It's just fantastic. I've been using this example all over the world. It was, you know, my son plays in the soccer team in, in a, a, a little town here. And, and you know, where I just the game and the game was going on. And I happened to be standing near a fine gentleman, a very elderly guy. Um, so I said, oh, you must be the grandfather of one of the players. He says, yeah, you know. And we got talking. I said, what do you do? I said, I'm a speaker, I'm a coach, and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I said, what about you? Oh, I'm, an, I'm a retired insurance uh, uh, broker. I said, oh, well, that's interesting, insurance broker. So we started to talk. And I'm not sure how we got to this conversation. And he now shared a story that completely, literally sealed this principle in my mind. And he said, you know, uh, he mentioned the name, I won't the name of the business, but he said, I used to sell insurance for them. He says, when I sold insurance, I would build a relationship with a client. And he said, he said, Alex, up to their dog, I know the name of their dog. I write it down. Cam has a German Shepherd. He called Bobby, right? Or Donut or whatever. And, 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 you know, I write it down. And it says, whenever I see them or speak to them, I ask after their kids. I, like, he had so much intel. I call it personal intel in my upcoming book. You need to have personal intel uh, on your clients. And he had all this personal intel. And, and here's another thing. So he said, when my clients where either maybe they are passing on or something's happening they some actually wrote it on their will and says all insurance must be dealt with with this guy so and it says when it's time for retirement came um the company paid him a million dollars which is this never been heard of this is not his bonus is not his severance package is nothing just to give them that intel and yeah. that is what they now do. So to, to the extent of closing, say, what was he doing? Was he just closing insurance deal? No, it was opening relationships, it was opening sales. Mm -hmm. And it, it says he had so much sales, he became one of the biggest insurance salesmen in Ontario. Mm -hmm. So that's the concept. And what we've done now, we've put that concept into a book that is coming out soon. It's an amazing story. It really, really is. And I think the thing is, everyone, you know, is out there and, and you know, they're talking about closing deals. But I think there has been a shift um, in the last maybe 10, 20 years in, in sales where people are a lot more relationship focused, which is great. And they're actually bringing that into their sales process. But, you know, when they actually make that sale or close that sale, 
suddenly that interest seems to drop off a little bit and and you know maybe they don't get in contact as much maybe they don't you know work on the relationship as much but i think what you kind of expressed there alex is that if we can actually continue that momentum after we um open the sale then we're yeah. going to have a lot more success in terms of not only with that client and the longevity for, for that for that customer but them telling their network and, and spreading that message and you know i, I think it's a, a great you know sense of karma that you know your um you know the, the granddad who was at the soccer game um you know got a million pounds when he retired just because he focused on relationship and he focused on opening that sense absolutely so it's an awesome awesome um, concept and one i think everyone should should really take note of so um you know let's talk a little bit about growth so you know, you're on your purpose you're making sales you're opening sales and then you start to bring on a team um so, so you've got a team of, of people around you now and you're still on your purpose but every one of those people you know they're on their purpose they've got their own goals to achieve too mm -hmm. so do you have any advice for leaders who have teams around them to align that purpose that they have with their team while still allowing their team to make progress towards their goals what would you kind of give in terms of, of that position so uh, it's a, again another very interesting question i'm so passionate about um, people confuse vision for purpose and they confuse it for dreams they confuse goals for objective i actually have a full program on this as well um you, you know um purpose is the exact reason you were created nobody can fulfill your purpose but you, we can have a hundred salespeople, a hundred um, uh, basketball players, but your purpose, those are talents. I tell people, again, that's another thing people confuse with talents and purpose. So uh, purpose is what you were created for. Vision is how far you want to take it. How far you want to take it. Talents are the abilities you were given naturally by God to achieve the purpose you were created for completely different so people confuse oh michael jordan's uh, purpose is no it's not basketball that's his talent right so now when you start a business is the business is often based on a vision not, not a purpose i started my, uh, my my purpose is to enable people to discover their purpose and to fulfill it and to build enterprise into it so i now had a vision why don't we start a school where we teach people this so that my purpose is not to start a school. My, that, that's the vision. The vision is the school is this channel. Now, but here's what I tell people. I say, never take a job until you find your purpose and vision of the organization. Never take a job. Don't accept it. Even they pay you $100 million, don't accept it. Accept you find your purpose because if you do, you will never be fulfilled. A vision is a purpose enabler. So it's like raising up the honey and the bees attract to it. So for leaders who hire people based on skills and abilities and qualification, you went to Harvard University, you went to Oxford University, um, you're going to suffer. And to use this fine lady I just spoke to, one of my clients, she says that you, you have no idea how much I have paid to even hire consultants, people who have PhD to come do uh, engineering. Process engineering for us, and, and they, 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 they couldn't even last year. It's because their purpose, they did not find their purpose in that vision. So yeah. I tell you, yeah. look beyond qualifications. Look beyond qualifications. Look straight to the person's purpose. When you ask a question like, where do you want to be in 10 years? 
those are giving you indications. The answer may not be clear cut, but they are, those kind of questions give you indications. Where do you want to be in 10 years? When I'm hiring, they come with a portfolio. I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. I'm like, no, I am not going to even open your file. I just want us to have a chat. And we have a chat as one somebody once told me he says thank you sir for the interview he says i have never been to such an interview where where not even one question was related to what i have done it's all about where i'm going <laughs> i said because i need to know if where you're going that's where we're going yeah. because if you're not yeah. where we're going then we're gonna have a we're gonna have a we're not gonna last with each other so, mm -hmm. Leaders need to be looking beyond qualification to the purpose of the person to see if it fits with the vision of the organization. Mm -hmm. No doubt, no doubt. And I think, Alex, what you're saying, it goes against the grain a little bit. And, you know, a lot of corporations, um, they're all about, you know, to, to take it back again, closing deals. They're all about, you know, what have you done? What's your CV like? Um, you know, what, what are your achievements? But do they actually look at the person, at their, at their vision, at their purpose, and, and how they're going to, to give to that company and not just collect a paycheck? I think that's a really, really important question that, um, that corporations yeah. should be asking and that we should Absolutely. be asking ourselves when we join a corporation um, or even start a business to have that, that purpose locked down. So I think, um, I think there we have it, Alex. You know, Realize your, your, your purpose, kind of define it, work towards it. Focus on building relationships, focus on connecting with people um, on a level that's kind of above that superficial level of, of what you've achieved and what, what, you, what your accolades you have and really sure. focus on, um, on building that. So I think that's, um, that's absolutely where we should be focusing and, and I'm completely aligned with that. So Alex, where can we learn more? Where can we, where can we find more information like this? Where can we go for more inspiration, more motivation um, and knowledge from you? Where, where can we find you? Yeah, well, I'm, you know, uh, social media is, 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 is the in thing now anyway, so I'm big on it. So you'll find me on Facebook, alexihammer.com is my website. Um, I also run a school called the School of Greatness. We're actually working on a massive uh, technology infrastructure right now uh, where we can be offering online courses. We actually have over 150,000 students in 45 countries. Wow. Uh, so we have School of Greatness, Tanzania. I have, for example, I haven't even been to Tanzania. I've been to Kenya. I had a conference in Kenya and many people followed me from Kenya. So we set up the School of Greatness in Kenya, but there were some students who were actually from Tanzania. They said, oh, when I go back to my country, can I work with you to set up a campus? And I said, sure. And they worked with us to set up a campus. So we've certified coaches in the UK and Australia, all over the world with our methodology. And the methodology is, is very simple. It's, it's the ability to combine spirituality with psychology and philosophy and physiology so it's kind of imagine a cocktail with those four in it you'll never go broke you'll never be dumb you'll never, i mean you'll, you'll, you'll be sharp so yep. for me something does not tie with the spiritual being it has no place in the physical so this may be a big um, foreign concept for some people but that's really what it's based on um my books are out there. Welcome to Greatness, uh, uh, The Mystic of Leadership. Like I said, just find me online. AlexiHammer.com is a website. Or send me an email, Alex at AlexiHammer.com. And, and I'm always, I always make myself available to, to be of any help. Perfect. Awesome. Well, there you have it. Go find Alex on social media. Go find him online. Um, some amazing, amazing content. I can testify for it. Um, awesome. Alex, thank you so much for your time today, man. Really appreciate it. And we'll, uh, we'll catch up soon. Absolutely.